Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change the world. Hello and welcome to Real Answers with Dr. Kate Siner. Today we're going to be talking about reconnecting with your spiritual self. So there are times in our life where uh, our spirit or spirituality might kind of fade into the distance. It might move more towards the sideline. And for some people, there might be times or it might be their entire life where spirituality doesn't really factor in very much at all. So whether it's something that was a part of your life and it's not as active now, or if it's something that hasn't been a part of your life, um, then this, that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be looking at how can you reconnect with your spiritual self uh, or connect with your spiritual self. What might be some uh, easy ways that you can move into a more spiritual way of being. So for some people, the reason that they are no longer connected with their spiritual self is they were once a part of a religion that ceased to make sense of them. So some people go through um, an upbringing that is religious, and then that religious experience doesn't seem to work for them anymore. It doesn't make the same sense that it used to for many, many different reasons. And when they put down their religious beliefs, they put down their spirituality uh, as well. It's almost like uh, one can't exist without the other because they've always been raised to believe or to experience spirituality and religion as the same thing. So in other people's lives, it's that their day-to-day is so overwhelming that there's just very little time to attend to the spiritual aspects of their life. So if we look at someone like uh, Abraham Maslow, who uh, outlined the hierarchy of needs that people have, he says, you know, you have to take care of your base needs first before you can move on to higher needs like spirituality. So that means that we need to take care of our base needs of things like food and shelter and water and before we can take care of something like our relationship needs. And our relationship needs would come before our spiritual needs. So uh, if for some people they get so caught up in, you know, the stresses and strains of everyday life that they lose sight of their spiritual existence, even though spirituality can help someone with the, with the stresses and strains of their life, it still can, uh, life can get in the way. Uh, and then other people were just raised outside of a spiritual existence, meaning they were raised in an environment where spirituality wasn't talked about, or if it was talked about, it was put down. Uh, so they didn't learn how to connect with it. They didn't learn what a spiritual existence means and what it actually, what the lived experience of it is like. And because of this, they, they might not know how to really honor and live it in their life. 
Um, and still, regardless of, you know, which category, or if you fall into a different category, you can reach a point in your life where you recognize that what you have, the way that you have organized your reality isn't enough and you're looking for something more. So spirituality means many things to many people, right? And, and, uh, it's, it, it really in the broadest sense has to do with a belief uh, and an understanding that things are, um, there's sort of a, a, a grander context that we're inside of, that there's some significance and meaning in our, our universe, however that might be construed. And uh, some people might like actually uh, feel that spirituality is sort of um, uh, like a magical feeling. Other people might feel that it's an inner state of calm. Another person might feel that it's a sense of being connected. No matter what the feeling state is, uh, there. Um, so this feeling state might differ, but that um, the sense of um, the fact that there is this this broader context that we're inside of is certain the essence of what spirituality is about. So I personally like to define it as the knowledge that there's consciousness in, in all things. And, uh, you know, very often people uh, tap into their spirituality in a, um, you know, in a specific state. So they think, uh, you know, spirituality is associated with how I feel after meditation or yoga or sermon. Um, they, they link their spirituality to an event and then often are looking for, uh, an event to provide them with that connection, that sense of satisfaction. But I want to reframe uh, spirituality instead of being an event or an experience that we have as turning it into more of a process. So it is, it is something that we are continually experiencing, that we are continually adjusting, adapting, and drawing into our life. So, uh, so it's not a goal. It's a process. And, uh, this is just a different way of looking at it that can be helpful overall when starting to incorporate spirituality into your, into your life. So, um, you know, if, if we think of it more as a process rather than the result of an act, then, uh, it becomes easier to begin to incorporate into our lives on a consistent basis because we don't need to do something specific in order to have a spiritual existence. So if you can't make it to yoga or if you, you know, no longer can find a, a place of worship that works for you, you don't need to be disconnected from your spiritual experience. You can find ways of drawing it in and bringing it in. Um, that really work for you. So some of the things that will, can help you um, reconnect with your um, spiritual experience, which is some, some things we're going to be talking about today, is um, letting go of the parts of your spiritual experience that don't work for you. So if you were religious in the past and you have beliefs around uh, what spirituality needs to look like, you might need to make some shifts there. So um, creating moments of pause throughout your life uh, so that you can um, reconnect with what it is that you are really um, 
and wanting to, you know, wanting to create for yourself. Those are the first couple that we're going to be discussing. So uh, before we go to the first commercial break, I'd like to let you know about uh, an offering that I have. You can check it out on my website, katesigner.com. It's called a group healing intensive. It's a small group opportunity to do some amazing transformational work. So it's two days. And in those two days, we eliminate a whole bunch of negative beliefs and, and emotions and do some incredibly deep healing work. Um, it's been uh, phenomenally effective, and uh, I, I, um, you can check it out by going to my website, like I said, katesigner.com, and going to work with me, and then looking at group healing intensive. And that group healing intensive will, uh, you know, give you some more information. You can reach out. And of course, we're happy to explain things to you. But if you're looking for a really unique and powerful event to uh, change, change uh, the dynamics in your life, then, then that may just be it. So you can go ahead and check that out. And I'm going to be back in just a couple minutes with um, more of how to reconnect with your spiritual self. Welcome back to Real Answers, and uh, today we're talking about uh, reconnecting with your spiritual self. So what is it that connects us um, with our spirituality when maybe we've gotten disconnected from it somewhere, some way? So the first thing that I'm going to recommend is that you let go of what doesn't work for you and you let in what does work. This means that if your religion no longer aligns with your belief, uh, if you're turned off by some of the atrocities that have been committed in the name of religion, or if you cannot put your scientific beliefs on hold um, uh, uh, in order to buy into, say, uh, a mythology, um, you know, go ahead and try and just put down these thoughts. Like these um, beliefs or these ways of looking at things don't need to be in conflict with you experiencing your spirituality. Uh, you know, the idea that a faith requires you to accept the beliefs of your religion, um, you know, entirely, is, uh, is a little bit off track. If you think about it, most spiritual teachers and of some of the, the greats, um, <laughs> including uh, Jesus and Buddha, etc., are uh, are people who have thought for themselves, people who have broken with tradition in some way, shape, or form, uh, and were are considered now uh, spiritual leaders of the highest of the highest level. So uh, this this ability or this uh, um, this kind of prerequisite that we hold on to 
are, um, you know, we hold on to every aspect of a religion that in order to be spiritual, we need to be able to um, adapt and embrace, adapt to and embrace all aspects of, of the way that the religion thinks uh, is, is just, it's just limited and it hurts many people who are thinking for themselves and also wanting to have a spiritual um, uh, existence. There's also reframes that can happen. So if the past atrocities that were uh, done in the name of a religion, maybe it's po um, possible to look at them as having less to do with the religion and more to do with the small-minded behavior of an individual person. So it, it, it is not actually the spirituality that is doing the harm, um, but rather it's the hateful, fearful, or judgmental aspects of human beings overlapped with religion, which creates a very dangerous um, combination. Um, and if you are looking for uh, a, in a way to hold on to your scientific beliefs as well as your spiritual beliefs, there is so much literature that's out there at this point in time that allows people to both embrace science and spirituality, and that there is quite a bit of information that allows for a merger of these two perspectives. And so um, while there are fundamentalist religions that believe, uh, you know, in sort of a very, have a very conservative view of, you know, what's true or not true. And just there's scientists that also have that conservative view and in, in sort of mirror image. Uh, there's a, a significant um, area for someone to be both spiritual and very educated and informed uh, scientifically. So, um, uh, you know, sometimes it's not about a specific thing like that. It's about sort of the, uh, a religion just no longer working the, the, the customs, the ceremonies not making sense anymore. There's been a shift in perspective, a shift about the way that the world works and, um, what used to be comforting and create a sense of, of clarity and um, insight and um, well-being for a person, it stops working that way. And they, they sort of, they outgrow uh, or they change. And what worked for them before doesn't work for them anymore. This is, what, what I love about this is that uh, this is where spirituality can really shine in that we don't need to believe anything in a fixed state for all time, that spirituality uh, actually can evolve as we evolve. And so that our understanding of what it means to be a spiritual person does not need to be stuck with any specific way of doing things. And now instead, we can start to make, um, we can start to make changes to the way that we do things that are more in line with what we believe to be a spiritual life. 
And it's actually the doing this that, that gives us this deep sense of satisfaction. So where people get stuck is they start to think, I don't think that way. I don't believe that way. I don't agree with those things. And therefore I am not a spiritual person instead of being able to hold on to the fact that they're a spiritual person who is questioning certain ways of doing things or who, who is not enjoying or in support of certain ways of doing things that they, that they used to be. So, uh, you know, I encourage you to look for what makes sense to you and look for what creates meaning for you. Uh, it's like what helps you to be a better person. And then make these things part of your life, regardless of what they look like. So it, it is, how do you personally make sense of your world and what helps you be a better person? And of course, you can be informed by spiritual traditions, religious traditions, and they may help you sort of gain an awareness, gain an understanding and study. But, uh, you know, we, even without any of that, simply a connection to something larger than yourself is ultimately very helpful for your well-being. So that's been shown, uh, that's been shown in, in psychological research. So we're going to go to another quick commercial break. And then I will be back with another way that you can reconnect to your, your spirituality. Welcome back. This is Dr. Kate Siner and this is Real Answers. And we're talking about reconnecting with your spiritual self. So um, while, right before the break, I was talking to you about let go, letting go of what doesn't work for you and uh, um, minimizing the split between um, your beliefs or and, uh, and uh, thoughts about what it means to be spiritual what maybe you've learned or maybe you've associated and really adapting a way that, um, of being spiritual that truly works for you. Um, so now we're going to be talking about, uh, learning from the disconnect. So this is for the person who maybe once felt very spiritually connected, but then doesn't. So when this happens, it can really feel like a loss. And there can be uh, like a jumping to all sorts of conclusions about what this means and why it's happening and all of that kind of thing. So our, our spirits, uh, our moments of spiritual disconnection are, are just as meaningful of, as our moments of spiritual connection. So they often have their own type of information and our own type of reward and in their own way of bringing us into our deeper spiritual truths. So when we, when we learn to, it's like, it, is it can be a process of learning to surrender, right? So if we become kind of fixated on a certain type of experience, right? Like a spiritual experience, I need to have a, a spiritual experience because I'm a spiritual person. If we become fixated on things like that, 
then um, we can lose sight of our, um, you know, the real reason for, for being spiritual, right? So it start it stops becoming about the process of being a spiritual person, regardless of what kind of experiences we're having. And it starts to become about uh, that goal, that outcome again. This is what my life should look like if I'm a spiritual person. This is how I should feel. This should be the results of my meditation. This is how my yoga practice should go. We start getting into that place. It's very connected to the ego self. And, um, and so when we, we lose sight of our, and I'm not saying that this is the only reason that people lose sight of their, of their spiritual experience. Um, but it, it's, um, it's a potential. So when we lose sight of this, um, uh, lose sight of the process and start getting fixated on the goal, getting fixated on what it means about who we are, then we've sort of lost contact. And the, our responsibility in that moment, if we want to reconnect spiritually is to surrender and to open and to not need to dictate the terms of our experience, allow ourselves to walk in sort of like the quiet or the not knowing, the less magical moment. And, and to find what it has for us. How does it unfold inside of us? You know, what opens? So in this moment, it's very important, very helpful to look at what it is that we're resisting. Why it is that this disconnect is so difficult for us. And to see if it's possible to embrace it. Is it possible for us to include that? Whatever it is that shows up in that space where we feel disconnected. So these, these moments of these moments, which can be years in people's lives, um, or a couple seconds where they go from feeling deeply spiritually connected or somewhat spiritually connected to feeling completely disconnected are potentially full with knowledge about our, our spiritual path. And the exploration of them is part of the spiritual path. So the only reason that we said that it becomes not part of it, or, you know, and that's a kind of tricky, tricky statement. The only way that it becomes not part of it is when we convince ourselves that it is a separate experience. So it is a great time of faith, right? It's a time where, you know, you show up to the practice, you show up to the process uh, without the results. And uh, it tests you. And it tests your willingness and, and your devotion to the overall unfolding. And that's not to be underestimated. I'm sure if you've had that experience, then uh, you understand how profound it can be to be able to, um, you know, to, to, to go through that sort of experience. So there's something to be learned 
from when we're feeling disconnected as well. And I encourage you to, to go ahead and take a look at that. So we're going to take another quick commercial break before we come back and look at um, how um, hitting the pause button. So simple and easy technique, if we remember to do it, that helps us reconnect with our spiritual experience. And we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Hello, welcome back to Real Answers. This is Dr. Kate Siner, and we've been talking about reconnecting with your spiritual experience. So if you've had um, a religious experience in the past or you've been turned off by religion and how to then maybe step into and open up to the spiritual experience, and then if you've been connected with the spiritual experience and then you get disconnected for some reason, how do you reconnect? What do you have to learn from it? Additionally, we can talk about hitting the pause button. So pausing, whether it's uh, something larger like meditation, uh, is uh, an incredibly important part of reconnecting with our spirituality. So it's like uh, if we um, keep, if we don't, if we don't stop, then life is incredibly full. There's so much happening around us and it's almost, it's like the, it's almost overstimulating and the overstimulating stops us from entering into this place of deeper contemplation. You know, if you look at, you know, monasteries and uh, other places where people go for spiritual contemplation, there isn't a lot going on. It isn't, you know, I mean, there aren't TVs going on in every room. Uh, there isn't a constant agenda throughout the day, you know, that is like highly, you know, busy. There, you're minimizing a lot of what's, what you're doing and what's going on around you so that you can sink into a deeper, deeper state of awareness. Um, so whenever we do this in our life, whenever we create this kind of time experience in our life, we, uh, we start to sink more deeply into our own consciousness where we get to reconnect to the truth of our experience. Um, the only thing that we need to do in order to get this is to stop long enough to let this happen. And typically, if someone's been really busy, they live a very busy lifestyle, stopping for five minutes isn't going to do it. They typically have to stop for longer. So you have to create your pause to the size that you need in order to really start to get the, the benefit. That's not to say that if you're incredibly busy and you stop for a minute and pause and breathe, it won't have effects. It will have effects. But um, to really sink into our spiritual experience, we usually need a longer amount of time. So we can stop in all sorts of different ways. You can go on a retreat. You can spend a weekend at home. 
you know, we can, you can stop, uh, you know, emotionally, you can create a space where instead of, you know, being in a place of anger and aggression, you can create a space of love in your heart. Uh, you can stop the chatter of your mind and allow for more presence, like any way that you create these pauses starts to shift you into an alternate way of being. So it can be really, um, you know, there's the larger pause, which is like taking time off, taking time away, really de, uh, decompressing. And then there are the, uh, the, the little or smaller ways, but just as important ways that we can stop, we can create a pause in the way that we usually do things, the way that we sort of habitually feel, the way that we habitually think. And so all of these start to create sort of a spaciousness inside of us that allows us to have a new relationship. Uh, develop a new relationship, connect with ourselves, connect with something greater than ourselves in a new way. So even if, uh, you know, you, you don't have time to take a, like a bigger pause in your life, uh, which I highly recommend if you're feeling disconnected, is that taking these deep pause, I mean, these brief pauses is also a highly effective thing that you can do. So over time, it's, it probably won't be as noticeable the first time you do it or second time you do it. You know, it takes a little time uh, for a smaller dose to become more no- noticeable in your life. But uh, any way that you can cr- start to create this space is going to ultimately be helpful and supportive of developing in, in like your spiritual life. So, um, you know... In general, the main point is to remember that spirituality is a process and that it doesn't come with dogma. So you can open up and explore and find your own pathways to your spiritual connection. And you can be guided by what connects you to a sense of meaning and significance, something larger than yourself that leaves you feeling good. Because ultimately, um, that is how spirituality will, will serve you. So I want to thank you so much for joining me today on Real Answers to talk, discuss reconnecting with your spirituality. Uh, if you want to find out more about my work, you can go to katesigner.com, K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com. And I look forward to being with you next time on Real Answers. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.